Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing so well. I'm making matzo ball soup. Things are good. That's great. I'm excited because we got stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, there's a lot of news this week, and I feel like that hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, this is the first time in a few weeks where I've been like, oh, this might be a longer episode. Yeah, this might be longer than like 35 minutes. So settle in, everyone. Get out your popcorn. Oh, I would love popcorn. You know, I popped Jiffy Pop for the first time not too long ago. It's an experience. Great. (laughs) Right off the bat, just a piece of news that we don't really need to like talk about, talk about is another X-Men came out. Okay. I feel I feel like every three or four months, we're like, oh my God, did you hear about this thing that happened with the X-Men? And we're like, wow, that's so cool. And then we just like never talk about X-Men again. But this is kind of interesting. The character is Kitty Pride. Oh, I love Kitty Pride. Ellen Page. Yes, Ellen Page in the movies. And apparently the big deal is that she's been like coded as gay for years and like the X-Men comics never explicitly said anything about her sexuality, even though she's been like very interested in women the entire time. And apparently after 40 years of this character, she finally kissed a girl. That's great. She kissed a tattoo artist, which sounds right. They seem very cute. I don't know the full story as to why they kissed or, or, or who the tattoo artist is, but everybody's very excited about it. And the big question is like, I guess in the entertainment world, they're like thinking about rebooting the X-Men and making it like fully Disney. Oh, I didn't know that. And they're like, oh, well, if they reboot it now that Kitty is like queer, maybe they will reboot the character as well and make the character queer as well in like the new version of the X-Men or whatever. And so uh, you heard it here first, breaking news, X-Men might have <laughs> a, 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 another queer character in film. And the thing is, is that like, when I found out that it was Ellen Page in the movie, I was like, did no one know? I mean, I don't really remember the movies that well. I didn't know that it was Ellen Page until the end of the article when it was like, uh, the character was previously played by lesbian actress Ellen Page in X-Men The Last Stand and X-Men Days of Futures Past. Wow, look like, who knows X-Men better than you. <laughs> Truly. Also, I should I should clarify, Kitty is bisexual. She's not a lesbian. Okay. But super exciting and super cute. Glad for X-Men. Also, another piece of news that happened that I guess we can cover in the future, but I I... I just want to put out there because I feel like not a lot of people are talking about it is that Anthony Rapp and an anonymous plaintiff have filed a joint civil lawsuit against Kevin Spacey. Oh, I feel like everyone's talking about that. Really? I've heard nothing. And I'm like, uh, I know that there are many important things happening in the world right now, like many. However, how like exciting and newsworthy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've seen it on all the queer news sources. Yeah, yeah. Like, the article that I found it through was from a queer news source. I guess when I say, the, like, I don't feel like anybody's talking about it, I guess just no one that I follow is talking about it on, gotcha. on like, social media and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I mean, I wasn't following the lawsuit very closely the last time, but I remember that it wasn't going well maybe, like, yeah. a year ago. No, it was not going well. And I think it's still not going well. So that's happening. Great. <laughs> And we should mention that 
Pose has begun filming season three. So if you loved Posecast, if you're one of the two people who loved Posecast, then get ready because season three is coming. I'm excited to watch it. They said that they are, they are facing challenges right now, restructuring some of the scenes and that there's going to be no kissing in season three and that the ball scenes are going to look very different. So it seems like we'll have a lot to talk about. I hope they just do the ball scenes in front of a green screen and then they green screen in crowds. <laughs> Can we... I would like to submit myself to be a green screen crowd member. Yeah, and they can just green screen in all their fans. We, we are the fans. Yeah, us and the two people who listen to Postcast. So this was sent to us by Malia on Twitter. We've discussed previously Ammonite, the movie with Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan. And uh, it premiered this weekend at the Toronto International Film Festival. And... There was an article written about it. I don't know who wrote this article because I've only seen screenshots of it. But there's an article that talks about the sex scene. And I'm going to read a quote from it. The big scene in Ammonite is Mary and Charlotte's transformative sex. It is achingly erotic. It's horny as hell. It's graphic, realistic in ways that make headlines as Ammonite already has. There is nudity. There are sex acts that because of the dearth of queer representation on screen are rarely put on film. So just wanted to share that with everyone because I will say the last time that reviews talked about a lesbian sex scene that way was disobedience, which I know people have mixed feelings about, including me. But like, I, I, the jury remains out on Ammonite just because like the director is a gay man and the actors, as far as we know, are straight. But like, I just think that sex scene sounds very exciting to me personally. I'm curious as to what it means. And I think that's just because I've never had sex with a woman, but I'm like, oh, is this gonna, like, is this gonna be butt stuff? Like, like, like I'm curious as to what that phrase, like never before seen in like film means. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's butt stuff because blue is the warmest color exists. True. So what, so what is it? What could, what, what do you think it could be? I have no idea. I um, will not be seeing this in theater with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you won't because there are no theaters. <laughs> the realization of 2020 smacks me in the face. Um, well, that's good because I've already, I've already witnessed you. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, uh, feel overcome with emotions <laughs> at, at, in multiple movies before. <laughs> sure. So when I watch it, I'll just pretend you're, you're here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I'm i curious. I'm interested. And it, just going back to what we were talking about last week with them, like, choreographing it. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, like, what went on when they were choreographing it. Yeah. I need to see a script. Well, you can see the movie. When does it come out? There's no release date yet. Oh. I wonder if they're still trying to figure out who, like, how they're going to release it. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of straight actors playing gay characters, my next two things are about that. First off, Matt Bomer, I'm feeling a little iffy about what he has said, which I'll say in a minute. And I'm bringing it up because I, I want your opinion on it. Okay. Because I, I feel weird about it, but I'm not sure if that's how I'm supposed to be feeling. So he apparently said, the quote is kind of long. Let's see. He said, 
I came out at a time when it was very risky to do so. I had a studio film that was about to premiere and a television, television series coming out. But to me, it was more important to be my, my most authentic self, both for my family and for myself. I wasn't trying to be a role model, nor am I now, but I thought that it could help just one, if I could help just one person, then it would be worth it. But to say that, I, that it didn't cost me certain things in my career, that would be a lie. It did. And then he goes on to basically just reiterate that coming out cost him things in his career. However, he did not specify any of the things that it cost him. And the article that I was reading it in was like, he has, however, continued to work consistently since 2012. Yeah. And, you know, was just on Broadway and now has like a movie coming out and has been in other things recently this year, I feel. I feel weird about that. Okay. Because I'm like... I think it's just the fact that he didn't tell us what he lost because I'm like, you could have done anything with that. He's like, he's Matt Bomer. He's not like a small indie actor who came out and never launched his career. Like he could have turned around and turned that into anything. And I feel like he's done a good job of, well, I wouldn't say great job, (laughs) but he's done moderately well over the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm curious and like how, like someone of his standing to turn around and, and be like, yes, come out. Like it did so much, it, it did so many good things for me and I, and I benefited from it, but like makes me feel like other big actors might hear that and be like, oh, well, I don't want what happened to Matt Bomer to happen to me. And I, I don't know, I'm kind of like lost with it. Well, what movie was he talking about when he said that he came out when he had a movie coming out? I'm not sure. My, my mind jumps to uh, Magic Mike. Because maybe the first one, because I'm thinking that if he had White white Collar, was that his show? Yeah. If that was coming out, that was probably, he came out in 2012. 2012 was Magic Mike. Okay. And then he did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty things after and has two upcoming projects. Okay. I think I I disagree with you that it seems like he hasn't lost anything because I actually don't think he's that famous. Really? Yeah. I think like in the gay community, he's very famous. But I think if you ask someone on the street, like, who is Matt Bomer? They would be like, I have no idea. Probably if you said like the guy from White Collar or the guy from Magic Mike, people will be like, oh, yes. But I don't think he has name recognition. Yeah, he's definitely not like a household name yeah so my I mom think, watched white collar and i'm sure if i was like matt bomer she would be like mm. so i think that what he lost out on was becoming a household name because the other people in magic mike probably also had opportunities to like launch their careers because that was his first big movie as far as i know and matthew mcconaughey was in magic mike and like joe mangianella was in magic mike and those people are household names Obviously, it wasn't Matthew McConaughey's first big movie, but it was Joe Mangianello's first big thing. And I just think, like, Magic Mike was such a juggernaut and such a huge thing that I feel like he definitely could have been a lot more famous than he is. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and actually all of the things that he's more well-known for happened after he came out. So you're right. Like, I bet, like, he, he had a lot more to lose in 2012. Yeah. That's, that's so true. Which is a great transition into Henry Golding. Yeah. Did, did you watch the trailer for the movie? 
No. Okay, so Henry Golding, who, I mean, I'm just going to say it out. I love Henry Golding. I have yet to see him and not like him in something. But he came out and he, he did not come out. Oh my God. He has a new movie coming out called Monsoon in which he plays a gay character. And he spoke out about how he feels about playing a gay character. So he said, we live in times when it is a sensitive topic to have a straight actor playing a gay role. From my point of view with this particular role, it was the fact that his journey wasn't hinged on the fact that he is gay. It's almost like, yes, he's a young gay man, but the bigger issue is who he is as a person. I'm going to accept this role because of the journey it represents in this man. It's not a journey into his queerness. It's a journey into into his history. I feel as though when it comes to important historical figures, characters that are defined by being from the community, you really need to take a moment to think this is important for the LGBTQ community to be a part of, which I completely agree with him. I think, I mean, it's sort of like we talked about with Marin a couple weeks ago, like, well, I guess it's different because her character wasn't like gay, but I think there's a big difference between playing like Harvey Milk and playing just a guy who happens to be gay and the gay part is not like an important part of the movie. And I think if, I mean, we've discussed many times our feelings on straight actors playing gay characters, but like, I think to me, it doesn't really matter if like, this seems to be a movie made entirely by straight people, which to me is a bigger problem than just Henry Golding playing the character in, and I mean, I haven't done like a lot of research into the movie. So if I'm wrong, correct me, but a movie written by straight people, directed by straight people, produced by straight people, etc to me is a bigger deal than just like, oh, there's a straight man playing the gay character. Mm -hmm. And the article I read about it had quotes from Billy Eichner, where Billy Eichner was like, straight people will never understand what it's like to be gay. And so when you have a gay person playing a gay character, it like, it just is a more like deeply felt and deeply like correct performance, which I disagree with because as I've said before, I think people people forget that like the actor is not the only person who goes into creating the character. If you have a script written by a straight person about gay people, it's not going to be authentically queer, even if you put two gay people in it. Yeah, I follow. It's interesting. I'm, I've, I've kind of been learning to eat my words through quarantine because I feel like I consistently bring up these projects and I'm like, I feel this way about it. And then I watch the project and I'm like, well, okay, I understand now. An example being like Love Simon when I was like, I'm mad that Disney Plus didn't go through with it and Love feel Victor. like they Yeah. And that they pulled the project and are saying that it's for these reasons, and then we watched it and I was like, Oh, I like fully understand now and I'm glad that it's on Hulu and like this makes sense. So I'm like nervous to really put my opinion on the movie before seeing it. However, when I watched the trailer, I would say over fifty percent of the trailer is him with his boyfriend and or the love interest of the movie and features a sex scene so i was like oh like i'm curious as to how much of this movie is actually about him discovering his history as opposed to this plot line with him with this guy so i'm like okay like i'll wait i'll definitely it looks interesting i'll definitely watch it but i but i agree and i i but at the same time i feel like i bounce back and forth on it because I mean, to draw, like, the first thing that comes to mind is James Corden in The Prom. And I'm like, that that character, Which I think is very different. In what way? I just, I think that, like, that character's whole thing, his whole plot line is 
I am a gay man helping a lesbian. And he has like a whole song about how he never got to go to prom because he was gay. Mm-hmm. Versus like, I mean, according to Henry Golding, this char- this movie is not about this character being gay. Right. Okay, I see that. I'm very interested to see it. I honestly didn't even know what was happening. Me neither. And I will say, watching him kiss a guy was, it did it for me. I'm sure. That's actually all I have. You said you wanted to talk about something about Ellen. Oh my gosh, yes, Ellen in the book that I read. Huh. Um, did, I couldn't remember though. Did we talk last week about how she's, she like did the whole announcement on how she's coming back? I don't remember. Okay, so Ellen put out an announcement saying that her show is coming back on the 21st or something, some, sometime soon. I think it's like, yeah, 21st next week, Monday. And that she'll be talking about everything, including it. And I just want to publicly say I will not be watching. Me neither. <laughs> so I guess this is the official end of the Ellen watch. I don't think so, because I think people are going to send us what she says. That, yeah. Okay, so I guess next, next week, tune in for the end of the Ellen watch. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm curious. Uh, people are already being like, she's just going to go up and be like, oh, it's all of these producers' faults and I'm still me and look at all the good things that I've done and we've gotten rid of the, the bad things, in the toxic things in our system. Yeah, I'm sure that's what's, what it's going to be. Yeah. Cut, in, cut this part into next week's episode if that's what happens. It's, um, well, next, next week it won't have premiered yet. Oh no. Okay, so in two weeks, <laughs> when we actually get to see what's written, or I'm sure we'll read an article about what she says on it. Yeah. And then we'll we'll finally conclude our Ellen watch. Another thing is I literally just finished a book minutes ago that was suggested to me by one of my best friends from back home, Annie, who's a huge fan of the podcast. She read The Black Flamingo at the same time that I read this, actually. And... I brought up the book a while ago when she initially had suggested it to me. It's called George. Oh yeah. It's called George by, by Alex Gino. Super sweet, lovely, reacted out loud multiple times to things that happened through it and just all around really loved it. The audiobook was read by Jamie Clayton from Sense8, who we're big fans of her. And it was super sweet. It follows this trans girl in elementary school. I think she's in fourth grade. And very long story short, the the whole school is putting on this production of Charlotte's Web and George really wants to be Charlotte. And some of the classmates are like, oh, cool. That'll be fun to see a boy play a girl character. And then some some of the reactions are like, no, you can't do that because it's a boy character and we need the or because it's a girl character and we we need to give the girl character roles to the girls. And it just is such a sweet book about like the mind of a young trans person who doesn't fully comprehend what that can be and what that is and learning about these things and express and like trying to express themselves, but not necessarily understanding how. I just think it's really well written. And I, if I had a copy, I would gift it to you. Is it like a little kid book or like a elementary school book, middle school book? I would say that it's probably an elementary school book. Something I I felt really strongly at the end of it is that I loved that the conflict is implied. It's never spoken about. 
like there is slight bullying in the book and there's kind of a tense relationship between George and her mom, but you never really hear about the negative sides of the trans experience. It's kind of geared towards a younger reader who can just learn about trans expression at a young age, especially, but it's not, you don't feel like you're being talked down to. Like I read it and it, it reads just like an, an, an average book. Oh. And spoiler, at the end, there was a really lovely slip in where the mom and George finally have like a talk about George being trans. And the mom is like, I don't know what to tell you. And I feel like I should give you somebody to talk to. And I feel like I need somebody to talk to as well. And that's kind of where they, they end it. And so not end the book, but kind of end the story of the relationship between the mom and, and George. And I was like, wow, what a like lovely way to be like, also you got like, if you're reading this and you're feeling this way, you should probably go talk to somebody else. Oh yeah. I like that. It was just, it was very sweet. And so if you're out there looking for just a sweet, quick little read, the audiobook was literally three hours. So I assume the book is very short. Go ahead and pick it up. It's by Alex Gino. That's great. And I know we have a lot of listeners who have kids that age. So. Oh, I'm learning that it is a middle age. It is a middle grade book. Okay. About a fourth grader. So whatever that means to you, parents, there it is. Great. Go for it. Last thing to talk about before we get to Lingua Franca is that our favorite actress, Vanessa Kirby, is in a lesbian movie. It's called The World to Come. And... Five days ago, she posted a picture of herself and Catherine Waterston, who plays her love interest, face-to-face, noses touching. And I was like, hold on. A, she's in a lesbian movie. Or B, she is baiting her lesbian fans. Because she has a lot of lesbian fans, which all beautiful women actresses do. But then we recently found out that it also premiered at TIFF which Ammonite premiered at as well. And it is officially a lesbian movie. And there's no trailer yet or anything, but I just want to put it on everyone's radar. It's called The World to Come. It's coming out sometime this year or next year. And Vanessa Kirby plays a lesbian, and I've been waiting for that for five years. So (laughs) I love that weeks ago we were like, ugh, lesbian movies are always period dramas. And then (laughs) the picture came out, and it's like, clearly a a period drama and it's still like i mean i'm gonna see it oh yeah um i never would have would have paired her with katherine waters waterston me neither waterston yeah i have yet to really enjoy katherine but i am here for it if she is opposite vanessa have you seen queen of earth no you should my first exposure to katherine was fantastic beasts and where to find them is that your only exposure to her I think so. Maybe she's been in something and I just like didn't realize it was her. Oh, is she in Mrs. Pettigrew, whatever, whatever? Mrs. Pettigrew lives for a day? Oh, no. Um, That's from like 2002. Home, home, for, home for Peculiar Children. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Wow. I don't think I've seen a single one of these movies. Um, yeah, wow. That is the only movie I've ever seen her in. Well, then watch Queen of Earth and report back will do 
oh wait, was she in this? Uh ho ho. I have seen her in a movie and I really liked her in it. She was in and she was in that Steve Jobs movie with Kate Winslet. Oh. Like not the Ashton Kutcher one. Yeah. And she she has like a whole like chunk in the middle of the movie. But okay, I'll add that to my list. Okay, so Lingua Franca or Lingua Franca. Probably Lingua Franca. Probably. What did you think? I want to say that I liked it. Like, I don't, there's really nothing wrong with it. Okay. I, I feel like maybe I didn't understand the ending. Like, it ended and I was kind of like, oh, 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 okay. That's it? Okay. And I kept waiting for something to happen. I, I kept waiting for something to happen. Like, I didn't get to that point where I was like, I fully enjoy this. I think that's where I'm at. Okay, yeah, I feel the same way. I didn't get the ending. Okay, good. I was like, I hope that Jay can either explain this or something. And then I I tried to look up the Wikipedia, like, synopsis, and there just isn't a Wikipedia page. So I was like, oh, no. I guess it is a pretty small movie. Yeah. It was like, would you like to create one? And I was like, no, I don't know nearly enough. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't super get it. I thought the acting was lovely and very gentle. Me too. I really liked the acting. I, I like liked seeing that story because I feel like like I feel as if we're about to get into a whole bunch of cinema depicting lives of undocumented people and their stories, which I'm all here for. And I yeah, really, me too. I actually really liked that part. Like there was a, a when they, especially at the beginning when they're like, oh no, she would have to do that in her or like country of origin or whatever. Like there are yeah. pieces of where it's just the cons for, for, excuse me for my language, but like for lack of better words, it's very foreign to me, like that, like the whole concept and I'm very naive to it. So seeing it depicted was very interesting. And I really gravitated towards that part of the film and the rest of it was where it kind of plateaued for me. Yeah, I can, yeah. I was a lot more interested in in yeah I agree with you. I was more interested in the the intricacies of like her and her friend whose name I forget and like them trying to change their genders in the Philippines but not and having to marry the guy and like figure it, like all of that. I was more interested in that than the love story. Um, so much more interested yeah even though the love story felt kind of like necessary to all of that um i didn't get why they didn't get together at the end honestly when it ended i truly thought that that netflix was joking i feel like there were also a couple shots of i mean our wonderful actress from the hunger games and many other things that's what i meant when i said shocking casting lynn cohen (laughs) Uh, I feel like there were a couple shots of her just randomly doing things and I never really caught on to it. And I was waiting for it to add up to something and then it just never really did. Yeah. I also felt very represented because that's how I feel I look in quarantine. Just like in a nice little robe, hair messy and undone, just like (laughs) peeling oranges alone in my apartment. (laughs) I just wanted more from it, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think I expected it to either be like, full out romantic drama between the two of them or full out like immigration drama 
and it was sort of trying to balance both of them and i was like well i want you to i i i need to only see one of these because i can't focus on both absolutely like 100 percent agree with that i did get a little confused as to one part of the movie they were like oh he says that he saw a guy in a ski mask come in and steal your stuff and then they were like oh it was an ice agent and then her friend was like i don't think that was an ice agent what was happening there I think he was lying to scare her. Why was he scaring her? So that she would, like, stay with him, I think. Interesting. That whole, like, I don't want to say it was the middle of the movie, but, like, kind of towards the end, I was like, I may be a little confused as to what's going on here. Well, my, I was confused as well, but I think what happened was he took her pass, like, the, the other guy took her passport and gave it to the main guy. And then he held on to her passport and he told her that someone stole it. And then at the end when he was like, I have your pet. I mean, she was like, oh, you made that up. Mm, that makes sense. And that's why she was upset. I am adding that actress to the list of actresses to follow. Like, I think she oh, was yeah. really wonderful. And she wrote, directed, and produced it. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. All right. I'm not sad that I watched it. Me neither. But I'll definitely put it in the, like, out of five stars, I'd probably give it, like, like a three. Yeah, I would say three as well. Yeah. I'm kind of shifting gears a little bit with our movie for next week. Okay. So, it's called Almost Love. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you seen it yet? No, I've seen the trailer. Okay, cool. I had been following it a couple years ago because an actor that I really like, Augustus Prue, is in it. And he had been posting about it while they were making it. And he was like, oh, I'm making a movie with Kate Walsh. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, I need to see it as soon as possible. Right. And I didn't realize that it came out and it's just chilling on Netflix. Oh, I didn't know so, it was on Netflix. Me either. <laughs> and um, it also has Scott Evans in it and Michelle Buteau and Colin Donnell and, um, 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 oh my gosh, what's your name? Uh, oh my gosh, she's in... Uh, Zoe Chow. Oh, I love Zoe Chow. Yes. So, switching it up into a romantic comedy <laughs> for next yeah. week. That'll be nice. We haven't watched a comedy in a while. Yeah, I'm ready for it. And the reviews for it so far, at, at a glance, are very good. Oh, that's good. Well, the reviews for this were great, also. I, after the movie, I was like, let me look at some of the reviews. And while when I was reading the really good ones, I, I did agree yeah, me the too. the things they were saying. Yeah. But what's happening next week, Jay? Next week is almost love. I mean, the week after. <laughs> what's <laughs> happening the week after that, Jay? So two weeks from now, just to give everyone a heads up so you can get started, we're going to be talking about Ratchet on Netflix, the new Ryan Murphy, Sarah Paulson, Cynthia Nixon show. Cynthia Nixon, right? Yeah. Okay. I have not seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I will be watching it soon i haven't seen it either but i'm just gonna watch it without any prior knowledge that seems fair from from what i know of the movie it, it looks like this is just gonna kind of go off into its own thing i've seen the play i saw a production oh. of the play at nyu was it good i can't comment I, on I, that because <laughs> i have friends involved <laughs> let me let me rephrase was the story good the story the story was interesting okay I, I just got the movie, so I'm 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 excited to witness another Ryan Murphy creation. 
Yeah. But before that, we'll watch Almost Love. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited for the next two weeks of things to watch. I feel like it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to have a good two weeks. But until then... But but until then, we will be on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us or you can become a patron at patreon.com slash one more thing. I feel like we forget to say this every week, so I have to throw it in there. You know, yeah, if you're really missing us, you get an, you can you have the opportunity to get an extra episode every month and a video episode every month. And people are still commenting on our video about Diana Agron. So if you have not watched it yet, go watch it. Yeah. And I, 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 we have gotten some messages about doing a Carly Kloss follow-up and maybe that will be in the future. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> but until then, we'll see you next time. All right, bye. Bye.